I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank the Madison Fire Department and Firefighters uh, Local 311 Honor Guard and our Firefighters Local 311 Pipes and Drums for being here this afternoon. Well, once again, welcome to the 2015 Madison Fire Department Achievement and Promotional Ceremony. I'm Cynthia Schuster, Public Information Officer for the Madison Fire Department. You may be seated. <laughs> <laughs> We're gathered here to celebrate the achievements of our colleagues, our friends, our family. Altogether, 20 people have earned a promotion or reclassification within the MFD over the past 12 months. They do so following in the footsteps of the leaders before them, some of whom who have since retired. We begin today by, uh, by recognizing those who have retired from the Madison Fire Department. If you're here, please stand up. <laughs> to become a paramedic or to achieve a promotion within the Madison Fire Department, it takes more than just desire for a new challenge. It requires dedication, de determination, and a drive to master the skills you already have in order to take your service to the next level. As friends and relatives standing alongside those who are here tonight, you're aware of the challenges faced along the way. Before earning the opportunity to take that next step in their career, applicants must invest countless hours in preparing for written tests, interviews, assessment centers, or vehicle operational exams. While relatively new in these positions, everybody's contributions are already noticed, and their individual impacts will in some way leave a lasting legacy in the department and in our community. Joining us in spirit to celebrate your achievements today 
are our leaders in City Hall who continue to invest in public safety through their support of the Madison Fire Department. Mayor Paul Soglin was originally scheduled to be here today, but due to an unforeseen schedule conflict, he was unable to make it. Meanwhile, the mayor appoints five citizens to serve on the Police and Fire Commission, a body that approves all hiring and promotions within the Madison Fire Department. Craig Yap is a member of the PFC and also happens to be a retired fire lieutenant from the Madison Fire Department. We've asked him to say a few words on behalf of the commission today. Well, first of all, it's a beautiful day, and we're all sitting inside here. But uh, anyways, I want, on behalf of the PFC, I want to welcome everybody here and recognize our other members that are here. We have Wes Barkman, our legal counsel, Scott Herrick hiding back there, and retired commissioner, Mike Lawton. Um, anyways, I want to congratulate everybody in this ceremony for all the work that they've done. As uh, she had expressed earlier, there's a lot of stress in the process for all of these the paramedics, AEs, lieutenants, and the chiefs. You know, there's stress on the individual themselves, the family, friends, even crew members for the process that they go through. And with the paramedics, even though it's not a promoted position, it's a, a position of authority. And they uh, deal with life and death decisions every day. And I've always thought of them as doctors on wheels. I mean, when you're in trouble, that's who you want there. But, and their magnitude of learning that they go through to get there, the books that they've got to study and read, I mean, it makes my head hurt just looking at it and thinking about it. So congratulations to all of those. And then with the AEs, they have the same thing. They have a written test. They have a driving test, pumping test, aerial test. You know, same thing. A lot of studying, a lot of stress on them. And then they have the responsibility of getting the crew to the scene safely. And then on days when maybe the officer is gone, they, they'll be asked to be an acting lieutenant. So again, more added responsibility. Then we have the lieutenants. You know, it's a process that's been going on for a number of years, and I, I think it's a fair process. The only time I think maybe it was fair was the process that I was in. I think that's probably the only true fair process. Just kidding. Because um, um, I've sat on these panels for the interviews for the chiefs and the lieutenants, and you can see the stress and the nerves on these people, and they should be stressed and nervous because it's a stressful situation. And I always, and I help coach some of these people that were on my crew to go through the process, and I told them, you've got to get out, you got to, when you're doing a scenario, sit down, make your wife or your husband sit there, and listen to you go through it, have your kids sit there, talk to the mirror, make your dog sit, talk to the dog, um, whatever you can do. So with these people, that, you know, again, once they're promoted, new responsibility, they're responsible for the crew, you know, their safety at the scene. So, again, congratulations to all of you. Now, in the cheese process, is not always the same. It's, you know, somewhat the same. But um, you have an interview process, and 
then the chief will assign him a task or assignment or whatever, and then he'll interview him, and then he makes his picks. And then, but I think really probably the hardest part that they got to do is when they got to make and keep that appointment with the neurosurgeon. Um, so, <laughs> anyways, um, so I understand there's a there's a process going on now, and there's going to be a couple of people that are retiring. Uh, I heard that Chief uh, Mike Dibble is retiring again. Is that true? Okay. Uh, do you have the official napkin? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then also. Chief Schwen is retiring. Okay, and just uh, is—he's not down there. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, just a short story about him uh, when he was when he was uh, on the car, and I was a lieutenant at, at number one. He'd go down the workout room, and the crew would go down there, and he'd be, you know, sleeping. You know, and they'd come up and go, "I think he's dead." You know, and so I'd go down and I said, Chief, Chief, yeah, what? And he goes, I said, you can't sleep down here. I said, the crew is, I said, you're making them nervous, and, and they don't want to do mouth-to-mouth. So, but anyways, um, again, you know, back to the, looking at the, the management staff here, like I said, I'm very happy. I look at a lot of these people. They were somewhere on my crew, some other uh, people that I work with. So I said, I'm very happy and very proud to see the direction that the fire department is going in. So with that, uh, thank you for being here. In July, the PFC said goodbye to longtime Commissioner Michael Lawton. Chief Stephen Davis and Assistant Chief Mike Popovich would like to take a moment to recognize him for his many years of service. Thank you. Um, Mike Lawton served on the Police and Fire Commission, and as Cynthia said earlier, it's a five-person citizen um, board appointed every five years by the mayor and approved by the Common Council. Their main focus is to approve all hiring, uh, all promotions, um, and, and primarily the good stuff. They also deal with terminations and firings. Um, they truly do the hiring for the Madison Fire Department. Although we have the oversight and we make recommendations, they are the ones that approve it. Mike Lawton started on the Police and Fire Commission in, on September 5th, 2000. He ended his uh, tenure in July of 2015, so that's 15 years or close to it. In that time, he approved 221 of the current hires that we have in the Madison Fire Department, which is about 60% of our existing workforce. He also approved 77 apparatus engineer promotions, which is um, pretty close to 100% currently serving in the MFD, and 79, per, or 79 fire lieutenant positions, which is in the high 90% serving in the MFD. He also approved 14 chief officers, myself included, twice, um, approved me for division chief and then again for chief. 
and currently has appointed the entire command staff that manages the, the daily operations on the Madison Fire Department. And the reason I bring that up is um, for somebody to stick with the Police and Fire Commission that long, he truly has put his fingerprints on the organization. And I can think of no other commissioner that acts, asks harder questions on the second Monday of the month uh, at 5.30 monthly than Mr. Mike Lawton. He truly keeps me honest, keeps me on pace, and likewise my entire command staff and most of the members of the Madison Fire Department. So for all that, and those numbers to me are, are incredibly staggering. Um, would you like to come up, Mike? We have... Uh, Um, we have a piece of fire equipment to give them in honor of what we do. And the helmet uh, has much tradition, much pride, and it's a very traditional piece amongst firefighters. They earn every mark that's on the helmet typically, every dent, every scratch, every little burn hole. And it's, it's the piece that protects the most important protective equipment, and that's our brain. So if you'll turn around. We have a nice fire helmet to give you, and thank you for your service. Thank you very much. Thank, thanks, Steve, very much for the, uh, for the honor and, and the comments. Uh, I would just like to say I think the fire department is in fantastic shape. I think both the officers and everybody else in the department really, really is a wonderful group of people that I've worked with. And uh, I wish, you know, all of you, obviously, good luck and Godspeed in the future. Uh, and one other thing I wanted to mention uh, is uh, it's a two-way street. Uh, December 31st of uh, 2009, I had a heart valve failure at the Kohl Center and was lights out and uh, just about a goner. And uh, probably maybe some people are here today that were on the crew. I know I thanked all, all of them by letter after the incident. But I was basically rescued by the uh, fire department. At, on that occasion and uh, taken to uh, St. Mary's. And I wouldn't be here today probably but for that. And uh, my doctor checked me this week and said I'm good for another year. So I want to thank all of you in the fire department because I would not be here today but for uh, the emergency work that was done at that time. So uh, thank you, and it's been an honor to work with the fire department. Firefighters, Local 311, and MFD leaders continually work together to achieve work conditions in an environment that is both supportive of firefighters and also upholds high-quality services to the community. Next, we want to introduce Local 311 President Malin Mitchell. He's also the president of the Professional Firefighters of Wisconsin and a fire lieutenant in the MFD. Thank you, Cynthia. Um, on behalf of uh, Firefighters Local 311, Vice President Kevin Sherry and our Secretary Treasurer Dan Storley, I'd like to, and the 475 members of Local 311, I'd like to thank you all for coming today, and I appreciate the honor uh, to speak to our new, newly promoted members. Chief Davis, thank you for that. Um, I, I, 
I'm going to take my wife's advice, and which I do all the time, for a second time. Um, and she always tells me, you know what, Malin, always remember that nobody is there to listen to you speak. So I'm going to try to be somewhat brief. But after hearing your uh, story, Commissioner Lawton, I would hope that, you know, I thought the mayor would be here, but he's not. And I know we're on City Channel, so I'm going to keep, make sure I keep it clean and not be political. But I hope that you can convey your message to uh, the members at City Hall, the alders, as well as uh, the staff of the uh, mayor's office, that we do good work and we do it uh, because we love it. And we should uh, – I'll leave it at that. Moving on. So this is a happy occasion. It's not political. Um, so instead, I'm going to talk about sacrifice. I'm going to talk about sacrifice of the members of the Madison Fire Department, members of Firefighters Local 311, members that are lieutenants now, drivers, AEs, paramedics, as well as chiefs. Um, so thinking about uh, today and my remarks and thinking about the different fractures we have in, in, in the department. I say fractures. I shouldn't say fractures. I mean the different classifications, firefighter, paramedic, apparatus engineer, lieutenant, captain, and fire and, uh, division chief. I, it made me think of a story. Now, this is somewhat of a sad story, but at the end, there's a silver lining. So bear with me a little bit, and uh, I'm going to take a little bit of time here. I'm sorry, Santa. You can probably actually sit down if you want, but... Um, this is going to take a little bit of a time, but there's a difference between talking with the, the rookies that are sitting here all the time. I've only been president for about a year and a half now, so I've had the opportunity to talk to the rookies here, as well as talk to a couple of the classes that have been promoted. And there's a difference between talking with rookies because rookies listen to everything you say, and they really think you have a lot. Of, you have a lot of which we do. We have a lot of words of wisdom that we can pass on, but. You know, knowing the people in the, in the crowd and the audience and that I've known for many, many years, they realize that I, I, I probably don't have a lot of words of wisdom to pass on, but, you know, I'll do my best. But looking at you all and, and you're all in your class days and being promoted in the different uh, classifications on the job, it made me think of a story. And this is a story and, uh, that I hope you all can listen to and, and relate with. So here it goes. A married woman received some bad news. Her husband had been in an automobile accident and was brain dead. The doctor told her that there was some good news, though. They had perfected their brain transplant technique and that she was fortunate because there were three fresh brains in the brain bank from which to choose. Apparently and unfortunately, a large explosion had killed a firefighter, a fire captain, and a fire chief. Having insurance, she requested the cost for each of the brains. The firefighter's brain was $10,000. The captain's brain was $50,000. And the fire chief's brain was a million dollars. So curious as to why the difference, differential in cost, the young lady asked, why is the fire chief's brain so expensive? And the doctor said, because it has never been used. This is a real story. I, don't, I didn't make this up. This is not me. I, I wouldn't say that if it wasn't true. So anyway, now, now getting down to this serious business, and that is uh, we want to thank you all 
for your time and effort and dedication that you put into it. As I said, I was going to talk a little bit about sacrifice. And really, sacrifice starts with the family. Uh, the family sacrificed a lot of time. I was uh, had a fortunate um, ability to go through two processes, the apparatus engineer process as well as the officer lieutenant process. And I can tell you from a firsthand experience, they're very competitive. Um, it takes a lot of time to do it right. And you're competing among your peers, which is something that you don't want to be embarrassed about. Um, it's something that is harder than competing when you first get on the job because you really, you really don't know for the most part who's coming on the job. But when you're competing against your peers, uh, that takes a different type of person, and it's a tough thing to do. So families, I know you all recognize the value in that, and I, and I, rec and I know that you all felt a, a sense of, I hope he or she makes it this time. And I want to give a round of applause again. I know we did this early, but if we can all give a round of applause to all the families here, because they sacrifice really almost or as much as we do as firefighters. So please give a round of applause to the firefighters. <laughs> so sacrifice. We have the, uh, the, the Pope in town, and he's in New York right now. So when we talk about sacrifice, I'm not talking about a religious sacrifice, obviously the religious context. That's over, hopefully. What we're talking about is sacrifice, and that is a very simple definition, a loss or something you give up, usually for the sake of a better cause. And that truly is what we do as firefighters, isn't it? Whether you're a firefighter, apparatus engineer, paramedic, a lieutenant, or a chief. Now, as firefighters, we all make sacrifices. I had the uh, fortunate circumstance of being at the International Association of Firefighters Memorial last week in Colorado Springs, where we added 209 more names to the wall in Colorado Springs, which is our national memorial for firefighters who have fallen in the line of duty death. And that is the ultimate sacrifice, or as they say, the supreme sacrifice, where you're giving up your life to save others, leaving your families at home for a 24-, 12-hour shift, and you're giving up your life to save others. Many will say, and many in our city will say, yeah, but you get paid. You have good benefits, okay benefits. You get paid, and you know what you're getting into when you get hired on the job. They'll say that about firefighters as well as police officers. And that's true. We do know what we're getting into. But in a society where sacrifice is seldom practiced, firefighters are often too called upon to make the ultimate sacrifice. Rarely do firefighters talk about the dangers that are an ever-present part of our jobs. You'll never hear any firefighter on the back wall talk about the suffering they see and the pain they feel in the course of the normal workday. And you won't hear that because this is who we are and this is what we do. Sacrifice. We sacrifice for our families and we sacrifice for others. Many will know that most of the time or there's a, there's a fact that firefighters are normally 40%, have a 40% likely chance to gain cancer over their course of their work than any other profession in the world. Now, as I talk, I realize that this is probably a Debbie Downer, so I'm going to kind of move it on a little bit. This is what I wrote, so I'm going to use it. I'm sorry, but it is what it is. So we can use words like wage equity and pay equality, but there's not many that have a job like we have. So what does being promoted have to do with sacrificing? Well, as a paramedic, you sacrifice, as Cynthia said. You do between seven and 800 more hours of training on the job to make sure that you know your job. And you, at times when you're on the job, you get rid of the daily routines of being a firefighter or being an AE or lieutenant to go on a, more calls. At times, sacrificing your own health 
to stabilize and transport the sick and injured in the city. Yes, that's the sacrifice. As AEs, you have an existential burden, and that is having the lives of your crew members in your hands as you're driving with due regard on, on emergency calls. Which the outside, hey, many, many kids, when I remember I was young, I always said that'd be cool to drive a fire truck or a fire engine. But just think, the AE has the very lives of its members in their hands. And if we don't get on the call, we cannot sacrifice our lives to save others. So, yes, that is a sacrifice. As officers, we're the frontline managers to deal with not only being in charge of a fire station and our crews, but also to deal with internal personal issues and make sure that we can handle our own crews. Emergencies that we got to respond on every day, making sure our crews are safe, as well as the person that asked for that call. That's a sacrifice. And as a division chief, as an assistant chief, as a fire chief, I would imagine there are sacrifices. Now, I, Chief Davis can speak a lot better and a lot more eloquently about those sacrifices than I can because I'm not a division chief. But I would imagine they would have sacrifices. But I can tell you that they have to deal with city politics as well as Local 311, trying to hold them not necessarily accountable, but make sure that the, the, the position is fair, that we're treating all our members the same. I would imagine that Chief Popovich at times has a little bit of a voodoo doll at home that he liked, maybe looks like me, that he would like to throw needles in every now and then because he gets pissed off at me and Kevin Sherry and Dan Storley, but that's a sacrifice. So sacrifices throughout this job, sacrifices throughout being promoted. When you want to be promoted, you are saying you want to sacrifice more for all the things we just talked about because you are in essence saying, give me more. Give me more of this sacrifice. So in closing, and I promise I'm closing here, Cynthia. I think she just gave me the wave. but I will say I commend all of you. Um, congratulations on all your hard work, all your dedication, your passion. And I will leave you with uh, just three things, three things that I have as what I think will help you in your careers, what has helped me in my career. That's all I can talk about is my career and what has helped me. And I came on a job in 1997. I was fortunate to come on a job at a very young age, but I had a very angry lieutenant when I came on a job. He's actually here tonight. Lieutenant Hubert McKenzie, please stand up, will you? <laughs> but he, I'm just kidding. He wasn't angry. But what he, what he instilled in me was a foundation in his job and this chosen career. And one thing that he told me that I will, I will never, ever forget, as long as I live, as long as I'm on the, employed by the city of Madison and the city of Madison Fire Department, he told me one thing. He said, know your job. Very simple. You know, a lot of rookies, you all rookies at one time, you go on the station, you talk to your officer, they'll give you a litany of things, three or four pages of an outline, what you have to do. I didn't have that. I had really one thing. I didn't have a piece of paper or nothing. He said, know your job. And as a rookie at 20 years old, I said, what does that mean? He said, well, that entails everything. Know your job. Your job as a firefighter. Know your responsibility as being a city of Madison resident. Your responsibility as being a city of Madison firefighter. Serving the community. And what you have to do, not only on the job, but what is your responsibility off the job. And that was it. And right now that transcended, and it, 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 I recognize that. And I think about it all the time. Know your job. It's very important. The other thing that I'd like to leave with you is that no matter whether you want to be a lieutenant, a paramedic, an AE, a chief on this job, 
uh, wise men, and I forget, his, I think it was Lieutenant Tobias, I can say their names now because they're retired, but I think it was Lieutenant Tobias on the A shift at 7 said, appreciate every job you have on this job. So if you're an AE, as a firefighter, enjoy and appreciate that. And as you move up the ranks, which a lot of us will do, make sure you appreciate every job you had while you have it because it goes so, so fast. And when you go to retirement parties, there's no doubt they always say, the one thing that every retired person says is it went so fast. 30 years goes like five, five days. So appreciate every job that you have. And my last thing, what I say is like, you know, I like to I quote Spike Lee, unfortunately, or fortunately. I just say do the right thing. And I think that encompasses everything as well. So when you're on the job, off the job, just try to do the right thing. None of us are perfect, but if we always keep in back of our mind that we have to do the right thing as city of Madison firefighters, uh, I think we'll better serve ourselves. So congratulations to you all. I'm sorry for going a little bit longer than I thought, but I'll, I'll see you all later. He warned me he needed 45 minutes, but he got it in in 13, so that's pretty good. Um, <laughs> for many of our residents in the city of Madison, the MFD's EMS system is the entryway into the greater healthcare system, oftentimes in the most unexpected and trying of circumstances. Our paramedics are available at a moment's notice to provide high-quality, compassionate care. Please welcome now the Madison Fire Department's Medical Director, Dr. Michael Lohmeyer, and Captain of EMS, Jennifer Roman. Uh, thank you, Cynthia. Um, as I was sitting out in the audience, it seems to me Every time I start to think I'm getting to be somewhat decent at public speaking, they put me right behind Mr. Mitchell, and I realize I am terrible at this. So uh, I, I apologize if this is uh, less well put together and polished than his speech, but I really did do my best. I have a few brief remarks that I wanted to prepare, that I wanted to, uh, to present here. Um, so first of all, thank you for the opportunity to share this day with you. Um, it's truly an honor for me to be here uh, and to celebrate with the Madison Fire family uh, the hard work and exemplary character that defines each and every one of you in this room today. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Michael Lohmeyer, and I am the medical director for the Madison Fire Department. Um, I was asked to speak today briefly about the importance of paramedics to the Madison Fire family. So if you were to ask any of the eight who are being promoted today, uh, they will tell you that they had a decision to make when they decided to become a paramedic, and it wasn't one that they took lightly. Uh, they had to make huge sacrifices. They put off spending time with friends and family to hit the textbooks. They were in the hospital doing clinical rotations late into the night so they could learn more about the rare presentations or the medical zebras that we all worry about. They ate cold meals or skipped them all together so they could squeeze in a few more minutes of anatomy or pathophysiology or pharmacology uh, in preparation for the next big exam. And they all pulled out their hair by the handfuls trying to answer the question, why do we breathe? Uh, but at the same time, they'll also tell you that it was a decision that they didn't have to think twice about, that they had a passion to help people in their time of need, and a drive to understand more about what made people sick. They were all struck by the calm voice of a paramedic colleague 
who was able to see through the chaos and help make the patient better. They were all inspired, and the choice was an obvious one. I can say without exaggeration or hyperbole that being a paramedic is the most significant job there is. It is rich with reward and quite possibly the most fun you can have with your shoes on. You will hold a baby as he takes his first breath, and you'll be the comfort for an elderly woman while her husband is receiving CPR in the back of the ambulance. You will give medications for pain, for dysrhythmias, for excited delirium, but it isn't always life-saving rescues. The majority of the calls won't involve life or limb-threatening events. Remember that these calls are kind of like paying your dues. By maintaining the highest level of professionalism and never allowing your critical thinking skills to lapse, you are earning the right to be a part of the care for the critically ill patients. Always remember that there are no second chances in this field, not for you and not for those who depend on you. You must, know, you must be prepared to bring your best every time and to every call because you never know when you're going to be faced with a difficult decision. Is this just a stomach ache or is it a leaking AAA that's ready to burst? Does that infant with a cough just have a virus or do they have a congenital heart defect that was missed at the hospital? Is that alcoholic really just drunk again or does he have a subdural hematoma that will kill him if I don't get him to the neurosurgeon? You're transitioning from being a member of a team to being the leader. You're now the medical authority on scene and everyone regardless of how long they've been on the job, will be looking to you for direction in caring for the sick and the injured. It will mean juggling between taking charge, earning your patient's trust, and keeping the rest of your team involved and engaged. Don't ever forget that you can't do it all and that everyone who responds with you is there to help. As the saying goes, paramedics save lives, EMTs save paramedics. I know that you all have a hunger to show off all the new things you've learned and the fire that you need to be successful in this career. But if you don't continue to fuel that flame, you'll burn out in no time. Stay engaged. Keep learning. Keep growing. Never lose the desire to understand more or that passion to treat your fellow man. Ask yourself every day, who will I be? What will my legacy be? How will I change the world? Congratulations not only to the paramedics who are being promoted today, but to everyone with their achievements and their accomplishments. You should be very proud of yourselves, as I am of you. Thank you. We'll call the paramedics up to receive their certificates and a special coin from Captain Ramon. Okay. Actually, we're going to, you can stand by, but we will also uh, invite Chief Davis to the stage for a special presentation to the Madison Police Department. I interrupt this uh, previously scheduled program for a quick uh, presentation. Um, Chief Mike Koval, uh my colleague in blue, I think in blue, um, has been the chief of police now for 17 years. Uh, it, it feels that way to him, I think, at this point. But um, 
We ask that he come today because there, we have a very special uh, recognition. In July of this year, um, the state of Wisconsin passed a law allowing first responders to deliver Narcan for our um, current narcotics epidemic that we're suffering through um, in our state. And in 2013, uh, Velma was busy with numbers today. In 2013, the Madison Fire Department paramedics went on 158 heroin overdoses. In 2014, they went on 168 heroin overdoses. Recognizing that this is a real epidemic and a problem in the, in the, not only in the city of Madison, but across the state of Wisconsin and, and the rural areas and everywhere, the state of Wisconsin um, approved Narcan usage for all first responders, which included Madison police. So the question came, Chief Davis, do you want MPD to administer Narcan? And without a doubt, I said absolutely. Chief Koval's officers are many times on the scene before us because of location, um, and many times they're dispatched simultaneously because of the nature of the call. So since July of, of uh, this year, when MPD started the program, um, they trained their sergeants. They went out and bought the, um, the Narcan under the direction of our medical director, trained many of his staff, and he'll speak to that. Um, immediately, we had six saves by MPD out of the first 24 or so uh, overdoses we had in the month of July. So we thought it was very appropriate since he and I really deal with a lot of public safety issues today. The, the calls that we go on many times are very violent. We have this drug problem that's occurring in, a, in our city. Um, we deal with a lot of the same social welfare issues as teams. Um, it's time to thank MPD on behalf of Madison Fire for being a good, strong partner in this fight that we all have, every one of us in this room, against the narcotic usage that we see today. So, Chief Cobalt. Now, we also have an unwritten rule that if we're ever in a meeting together, I speak first. <laughs> Otherwise, the time expires and I never get to say anything. So, um, I am not going to roast him like I had planned. I think um, I'm getting sick of roasted, as you heard the President Mitchell speak. And I'll talk about that in a minute. But... <laughs> Chief Koval. Thank you. Oh, very nice. here. Thank you. It's nice to do that without a bowl of chili between us. <laughs> That's true. Um, first of all, to those folks who are now promoted, I acknowledge your hard work, your effort, the sacrifice that everyone so aptly described. The only thing I would add to that pearls of sage wisdom that have been cascading towards you is don't forget your roots and do not forget the rookies. They are our legacy. They are everyone's future. So it's important to remember to stay true to those folks. You know, I thought when I first became police chief that uh, Chief Davis was completely inclusive, very engaging, always invited me to everything. And, and then I realized that I'm the perfect antidote to any time he might have some sagging Gallup numbers. He only has to be seen pictured with me, and his numbers go right through the roof. 
He's very gracious that way. There was a, been more than one time when we look like the perception is is that uh, is like he bullies me all the time and teases and makes fun and tries to challenge us to every contest known to mankind. That's not a perception. That's real. He's very, very. But nevertheless, he is like a big brother to me. He has offered to counsel me on many things. The one thing that I'm sort of deliberating is uh, how to win friends, influence people, and use diplomacy in your job. So I, I'm holding off on that, even though I'm sure he has a lot he could give me. At the end of the day, when we think about this collaboration of protective services, uh, he described this so aptly, uh, I'm only going to make one friendly amendment to his suggestion, and that is we've now transcended this as a public safety issue. It is a public health issue epidemic. And but for the affirmative response of the Madison Fire Department, I guarantee you that if this community of ours saw literally over 150 deaths owing to the fact that there wasn't a Narcan or an Exelon to administer, I think that would be headline grabbing and we'd all have that in our, in our wheelhouse. Uh, this chief has been most gracious in support and in taking risks that some chiefs, quite frankly, across the state would be a little more parochial and territorial. None of that has ever manifested in, in Chief Davis. And for that, our community is more enriched because we're on the same page. We all, we all want the same thing. We want our officers to go home safe. And we certainly want to make the community a better place. And I think that this is a, a perfect example where collaboration, uh, egos are checked, Teamwork is the watchword of the day, that lives are being saved and we are making a difference. And for that, I am very grateful to our partnership, to the fire department, and to your leadership, Chief Davis. Thank you. So we have eight paramedics who are being promoted today. Unfortunately, one couldn't be with us, uh, but I would like to introduce each of them to you individually. Uh, as I call your name, please walk across the stage and receive your certificate and coin from Captain Roman and Chief Davis. Uh, Angelo Aguirre. Stephen Bartunek. Bennett Lairdy. Lindsay Manning. Nicholas Middlestadt. Unfortunately, Eric Schrader could not be here with us tonight. Oh, sorry. That was embarrassing. Eric Schrader. Brandon Troya. And Brian Suter was the medic that could not be here this evening. I told you I was nervous.
introduction needed, I guess. So, well, um, as since the, the uh, theme of the night is leadership, I will be a good leader and sacrifice my speech for the good and interest of time. Um, President Mitchell took his fair share of time. I did want to come back to one thing he said. You know, he said he wasn't a chief, a division assistant, or the chief. But he's very good at telling us all how to do our jobs, <laughs> which um, I, I found pretty ironic. But thank you all for being here, and especially thank you to all the family and friends that have supported your loved ones in, these, in this uh, promotional process. Paramedic school is very challenging. The retraining that people that come with paramedic licenses that they go through is challenging. The apparatus engineer is a very challenging process. Fire lieutenant, uh, acting captain, the position, and certainly division chief is challenging. Um, and so thank you to the families once again. I'm going to just speak briefly. Since we focus so much on leadership, I want to talk about the quality of following. Because none of these people that we're recognizing tonight would be leaders and the future leaders of the organization, had they not learned the attributes to be a good follower. And um, grandparents in the room, you can check out uh, the encyclopedia if you don't know Google. That's, that's a joke. Don't throw anything. But if you Google search attributes of following and attributes of leading, they're very similar. And so the, the people that we're going to bring in front of you today on stage were tremendous followers before they became leaders. And they will continue to be tremendous followers as leaders to make sure that the city of Madison, the citizens that they serve, are protected the best way they can. So with that said, I'm going to stop right there, President Mitchell. Um, I want you to absorb that whole leadership thing, and I will not end on a joke, but we can continue on. And I believe we're going to have the presentation of badges, correct? All right, I'll go get my position. <laughs> All right. At this time, we'll begin issuing badges to our newest apparatus engineers. Our apparatus engineers are the ones who take the wheel of a fire engine or a ladder truck, and they see to it that our fire crews get to the scene of an incident quickly yet safely. They're also responsible for the operations and maintenance checks of our vehicles. This year, five new apparatus engineers were promoted, starting with Daniel Barnard. He's being pinned today by his son, Gabriel, and his daughter, Isabella. <laughs> Zachary Hake. Zachary 
Zachary Hake is pinned by his wife, Sarah, daughter, Abby, and son, Max. Jeffrey Kundert. <laughs> Jeffrey is pinned today by his wife, Amy, son, Ashton, and daughter, Brianne. Jared Schmidt. Jared is pinned by his wife, Tracy, daughter, Kaylee, and son, Colton. Daniel Verhagen. Daniel is pinned today by his mother, Judy. While working closely with our firefighters and paramedics, lieutenants serve as leaders and mentors to the crews assigned to their supervision. Their good judgment and strategic thinking are critical in incident response and in ensuring the safety not only to the public, but to our firefighters as well. Five new lieutenants assumed position this July. At this time, we invite them to the stage to receive their new badge. We start first with A.J. Greenlee. A.J. is being pinned by his wife, Tracy. Tim Hagen. 
Tim is being pinned by his son, Jake, his wife, Mary Lou, and his daughters, Cassidy and Hallie. Christopher Haman. Christopher is being pinned by his sons and his wife, Jennifer. Jeffrey Mast. Jeffrey is being pinned by his wife, Meredith. Finally, Matthew Thomas. Matthew is being pinned by his wife, Nicole, his son, Corbin, and his daughters, Gracie, his son, Brady, and Sawyer. acting captains in the Madison Fire Department, in addition to overseeing the areas of EMS, fire training, and fire investigation, we have three operational captains assigned to the east, west, and central districts of the city. On January 1st, Captain Jeffrey Larson accepted the responsibility of serving as the central district captain. He couldn't be here this evening, but we wish to recognize his dedication to the position. Division chiefs oversee a number of special projects and assignments, in addition to serving as the officer in charge on a rotating basis. This year, Johnny Winston, Jr. was promoted to division chief in organization and community liaison. Welcome to you. <laughs> Winston is being pinned today by his mother, Mona Adams Winston.
We want to thank you for joining us today, and we invite you to stick around for cupcakes and coffee across the hall. Um, there's also a celebration tonight after 6 o'clock at the Coliseum Bar, if you wish to attend that. Uh, we, before you all rush out for sweets and coffee, we want to make sure that the honorees stick behind here for some group photos. And families, you're welcome to also come on up to the stage for some uh, photographs as well. Thank you for being with us today.